To another week of silver pills oh we hope so it's already been a rocky start but... i know but we'll leave it in there because you know we're not perfect but <laughs> i think anybody who listens to us <laughs> i think we've that. made that adamantly clear at this point um this episode will be dropping the day after halloween so oh, happy spooky. halloween to everyone we hope you had safe adventures mm-hmm. you didn't stay up too late eat too much candy and go out get your half price candy today at yep. like all your favorite grocery stores. Yep, today is the uh day late to the Halloween party, silver pilled style. So <laughs> make sure you get your discount Halloween candy and clean up the toilet paper in your front yard strewn around. Yep. The kids still do that? I don't know. Maybe. Well, they've never done it to me, so well, at least right. <laughs> at the moment of this recording, it hasn't happened, but we're still pre-Halloween right now. Anyways, right. Um, we wanted to do something a little bit more special given the spooky season. But before we get into that, please remember to keep your hands inside. Wait, no, wrong, wrong thing. Wrong. Inside the ride at all times. Yep. That's where no. I was going, but you were not paying attention you were doing other things so (laughs) i'll try it again (laughs) please remember to share us like us review us with good reviews five stars share us on your social media with your friends family church family or anywhere you feel comfortable sharing us if you feel led to, to donate you could do so via our venmo link will be in the description and if you have a episode idea a strange encounter with the unknown or unexplainable a creepy story with ghost schools or goblins or anything else that you would like to share including prayer requests you can find us on instagram silverpilled podcast or send us an email to silverpilled at gmail.com wow you're on a roll did you practice that before the show i did not i'm just impressive just starting to uh to memorize my lines finally 
it only took over a year. Yeah, that's okay. And I'll forget that's them like, by next recording date. So. I was going to say, I don't even have lines, so. <laughs> I don't usually either. <laughs> so, as planned, we are going to do a pretty fun episode here, mostly because it hits close to our hearts personally. Yes. And that no. is Paranormal Pennsylvania. Yes. Because I was born there. And, and you live I'm there now. Currently here, yes. Yes. Our, <laughs> our family's roots run deep in Pennsylvania. We have been here since the founding of the nation. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the family barns that still stands, they found the uh, cornerstone on it that was dated pre-Civil War, and that's been in the family since the construction of it. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, pre-Revolutionary War. No, I was going to I was going to correct you there. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, and pre-Civil War technically, well, yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, technically you're right. So our family roots run deep in Pennsylvania. We're definitely uh the Dutch brothers. So right. we thought it would be fun to share some uh paranormal Pennsylvania stories. I don't know if we'll get into anything on the personal level tonight. I think we'll save those for for a different night, but yeah. we did separately do some research on all strange weird and creepy things known in or around the pennsylvania area so this should be a fun a fun evening mm-hmm. a fun time to spend with us right and this surprisingly i don't know what harrison has but surprisingly there is so much paranormal in pennsylvania i mean yeah. i was like it's really the whole state's really a hotbed and it's everything. It's not just yeah. limited to one thing. There's so much. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's the history that Pennsylvania has being, you know, one of the oldest states in the nation or, but I, I so I don't know. I don't think that would have anything to do with it. It's, you know, cause you think thin areas or, you know, I don't yeah. know, ley lines or anything that would create kind of a tear and mm-hmm. what we know is reality to kind of allow the strange to exist more rampantly in one area than another. Yeah. Because if you're just looking at history, well, the whole nation is filled with history. Why is, you know, why is one state more haunted than the other? Or is it? I don't know. I don't know. I just know it was like a landslide of stuff that I really had to be like, oh, well, I want to do this and I'll do that and I'll do this. Because otherwise, we'd be here for days. Well, that'd be fun, too. Right? Unfortunately, I have this thing called a job that, yeah. unfortunately, I have to And I have that, deal with. that thing called a family. That I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, do you want to start it out, Lowell? Start out with the, the Paranormal Pennsylvania Silver-Pilled Spectacular. Well, I found um, a legend in the Pennsylvania Dutch mm. about a creature called a hexen wolf. So, you said wolf? Wolf. Well, because Pennsylvania Dutch were German. Yeah, W's so W's would be V's, yeah. Okay. But a hexen wolf or an upright walking canine. Where have I heard of that before? I don't know. I think it might be pretty popular anymore. Mm. Interesting. Well, tell me all about it. Well, it would actually attack their logging wagons really um yeah as they would go back in the mountains to log these uh, these werewolves or these hexen wolves would come out and attack their their logging wagons they would actually put 
um stars on the wheels paint stars on the wheels i know i don't know if everybody's heard of the pennsylvania hex signs but they are usually elaborate star designs painted on barns and houses um thought to ward off evil spirits and bring good luck kind of a old world tradition i think something brought over from germany but they would actually have to paint these wagons for fear of these wolves, these upright wolves attacking them in their wagons. Wow. That's pretty amazing. So why would they attack logging wagons? I wonder. I don't know. It was, I think it was because they were probably further back outside the outside civilization, so to speak, because they'd go back in to cut the timber. I guess it's almost like Bigfoot. Like you hear Bigfoot kind of coming out on the West side. Right. When, when the logging companies go through, you know, and I've heard many stories of the logging crew being attacked by, by Sasquatch. So right. is it because, so is that the same kind of thing with these Hexen wolves where they're man's encroaching on their territory? I, I don't know. There wasn't much about it. And you know, the same thing as I do about finding about Pennsylvania Dutch folk stories it's a pretty um they're a pretty close-knit society they don't really put their stuff out on the mm -hmm. internet so this was a small just a small blurb i had found about it that's pretty uh, eerie though enough to have its own you know german germanic name mm -hmm. and this would be back like 1700s so you pre, know. well i wonder when the vamp or the uh, werewolf lore started like I wonder what the oldest werewolf lore would be. Oh, we, um, we, we always assume like, of, like in the world or in the U.S. Like in history, just in I general. Beast of Jevadan was one of the oldest ones. Okay, I think that was in France. I want to say fifteen hundreds. Oh wow. Okay. Um, and that's where the beast was killed with a silver bullet, or claimed to have been killed oh, with a silver really? bullet. Oh, really? So that's where that all started. Okay. Right. Right. Because a lot of people had claimed to have shot at it, and it wouldn't die until a, a hunter came in and killed it with a silver bullet. Interesting. Well, what about like, um, man, we're already way off the rails here. But <laughs> what about like, what was his name? Saint? Was it Saint Christopher? That was the dog-headed. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the year the dog-headed. Um. I guess Saint, the missionary. Right, yeah. I don't know what years those were. I also would like Marco Polo before even Columbus came to the United States or came, you know, to North oh, America. Yeah. He talked about the, um, oh, what was the name of those? I, oh. I don't think we expected to really go down this yeah, road right? tonight. I know, I'm not prepared <laughs> for this. But he talked about finding an island with these dog-headed people on it and they had a community they wore clothes um they communicated in growls and barks hmm. they were fierce hunters and they were mercenaries because of their warrior prowess aye, aye, aye. that's eerie uh, right so there you go it's been around for a long time so you go mm -hmm. you know it would make sense then that one of the oldest states that we know of you know has yeah. of, of our of european settlers you know have stories of these kinds of creatures yeah and the, the pennsylvania dutch kind of lived out away from the 
from the civilization because they were immigrants at the time and a lot of immigrants at that time would settle away from from the cities and stuff because they weren't exactly welcomed mm-hmm. um no matter what country they came from so they all kind of would settle with each other out away from the cities and make their own you know farm their own cut their own timber and just sure. kind of set up their own society well, so that would make sense with our family and how i ended up secluding right. myself away from everyone <laughs> <laughs> The oh, weirdos pretty... got kicked out to the <laughs> oh they got kicked out okay i'm starting to see what's going on here what would that be like a quiet mutiny or something <laughs> right. you just you just go go live move somewhere yeah, that over Harrison, there you would love pennsylvania just go move far away from your family <laughs> right or even maine i heard the tip the northern tip of maine is nice alaska it is an island so just go there <laughs> Oh dear. Well, that's interesting though. You know, Tales as old as time, I guess, with the Hex and Wolf. I guess. Yeah, that's I'd like that name better than Dogman. I do nobody too. Nobody knows yeah. what you're talking about when you say well, that. Maybe we should just start. Maybe we should make that a thing. A Hex and Wolf. Yeah, that is kind of creepier sounding. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a I don't know if it's a video game or a board game or something out there that has a Hex and Wolf in it. So Oh, really? When you research it or when you internet search it, it pops up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it is a cool name. It is a cool name. There's another band name for you. Right? Harrison and the Hexen Wolves. Oh, you just say Hexen Wolf. (laughs) Just Hexen Wolf. I like that um, they would put the hexes on their carriages, though, because, you know, we still see those out here on barns and things like that. I think yeah. when we came to visit you, we even saw some in Tennessee. Yeah. So there you can a tell group of... that, that settlers went that way, too. Yeah, there is a group of, of Pennsylvania Dutch uh, in Tennessee and Kentucky area. Um, hmm. And some Mennonites that have some Pennsylvania Dutch heritage. Okay. Well yeah, I guess Amish is pretty Pennsylvania Dutch. We're by no means Amish. No. Obviously. Or Mennonite. Or Mennonite. <laughs> That was yeah. an Amish joke because we're on a laptop with electricity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can sure that didn't slip past you. No, I got it. I just didn't think it was that funny. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry about it. Anyways, <laughs> pretty good though. What else you got? Um, so I got Zombie Land. What? Right? Zombie Land. Not the movie. Oh, that was but, a good movie. Yeah. But no, this is actually a place on the western side of pennsylvania near the ohio border that locals call zombie land that's eerie i've never heard of this yeah yeah i i didn't really know this was a thing (laughs) like it was (laughs) it's kind of a big deal and i never even heard about it um so i'm pulling all this information from techno tank or tech she's technotank.net um it's on the border of ohio and pennsylvania in lawrence county uh, and it's just north of a small immigrant uh village of hillsville um and the locals call it zombie land so there's just a bunch of really weird stuff that goes on there it's heavily wooded a lot of farms i think there's some industrial 
buildings um and it's off route 224 they call it zombie road Ooh, creepy right so i think it kind of has that typical um you know pennsylvania spotted farmlands and then some oh, okay. woods and mm-hmm. um just the typical typical way pennsylvania is but there's some interesting stories from around there one of them is a virgin mary in a graveyard a statue of the virgin mary in a graveyard who says that the legend says that when her arms are she's when her arms are opened up zombie land is safe to enter and when they're clasped together in a praying pose then it's unsafe to go in into now, what what now what into this town or into or? the the whole area the whole okay. zombie land area interesting so the picture on the website her hands are clasped closed in the praying steps uh you know where you put your palms together and bow yeah. your head okay um so i don't know if anybody ever has seen them opened up well no because that means it's not safe to enter if they're opened up, it's safe to enter. Oh, oh to so daredevils are the only ones out there taking pictures. Right. Okay. Um, they actually had to encase her in, in a plexiglass case because she was being vandalized. Oh. So um, there's that one. There's gravestones behind that church. It is. Uh, I'm not going to say where what the church was or anything because it's a private residence now okay good, good um, idea but there's gravestones that are said to glow Ooh, that's cool um on a full or reflect on a full moon brighter than you know brighter than normal so then there's uh there's what they call the murder swamp or the killing fields so there was a um there's 15 bodies found there in the 20s to the 40s uh headless bodies they were decapitated Ooh. and dumped oh, there by oh a serial goodness. killer um they don't really say if it was ever it was never solved they think it was um they said it was the same they think it was the same serial killer who had conducted decapitations in Cleveland at about the same time. Oh, wow. So I guess okay. once he got caught in Cleveland, they kind of stopped being dumped there. And because the way the bodies were mutilated and the dumping, it was okay. They figured it was kind of the same thing. So of course they see ghosts, um, hear screams, gunshots, like just the whole gambit of weird. You just described in- Chicago right right <laughs> but this this there's nobody there when that happens oh, oh okay um there was also a very big um italian mob presence in the turn of the century there early 1900s so there's also people think some of those bodies were mob hits oh okay maybe dumped there swimming with the fishes swimming with the fishes swimming with the zombies yeah the zombie fishes Right. Um, and of course, there's a bridge on Sky Hill Road, always a bridge, right, over Coffee Run River. And they're supposed to be uh, haunted by bridge people and the hook man. Ooh. Right. 
there's a there's a band name for you hook man and the bridge people Yeah, bridge people and the hook man <laughs> what are bridge people so they're supposed to be some they the website says they were mutated zombie like people who live nearby that bridge Ew. and when people would come and hang out by the bridge they would get bothered by them and they'd come out and main or kill them oh my gosh I've yeah. never heard of anything like that. Like real life zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then they were talking that these bridge people might have had the hydrocephalus. Hydro. Uh, you remember what that is? I think so. I know you've told me before. The water on the brain uh, in Michigan. Okay. Oh, melon heads. Yeah. Melon heads. Yeah. Well, they thought me that. There's talk of that. That's one of the legends. But instead of melon heads, they are light bulb heads. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. That name is like just horrendous. <laughs> I know. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So light bulb heads. Doesn't say much about the hook man, though. I feel like that's every urban mm-hmm. legend. Crybaby Bridge, right? the right. hook man the pig man of of you know old hollow bridge of course right. there's going to be one in a town called zombie land and you know and they have the the mary black the witch named mary black who killed and ate children who lives there oh that's it's... an old was was that german was that germanic uh, uh hansel and gretel i mean that sounds like oh, hansel and gretel eating yeah. children mm-hmm. so there's there's that you know dutch legend yeah running through there so i mean there's it's it's the whole the whole gambit of scary stories um last one was of a glowing green man who was burned in an industrial accident and he roams the the zombie land with a light green glow to his skin um so kind of the whole nuclear waste zombie roaming around that's pretty cool right that sounds like a scooby-doo episode i know we should probably get the van and the gang together and go do it (laughs) no kidding yeah yeah i kind of kind of like to go there honestly i would like to at least see it legend legend trip it yeah legend trip it and just kind of go to those areas you know in the evening Mm -hmm. I don't I would love to, especially that bridge one. I want to see a, a light bulb head. Right. Right. That's so, pretty cool. And I also have another green man haunts zombie lane road. This is weekintheweird.com. The true Pennsylvania legend of Charlie No Face. A true legend? That's what it says. Um this is uh there's a, a railroad tunnel off pennsylvania railroads peters creek branch abandoned since 1962 this is the outskirts of pittsburgh um now is this sorry, at all affiliated affiliated with zombie land no this is near pittsburgh okay well, don't um, talk to me about geography you know better okay <laughs> yeah especially even in the even in you, the state you live in yeah i know we'll get people reach out to us that are like oh you're pennsylvania what part 
I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Or they'll say like, you know, I'm Northeast Pennsylvania. Well, I'm somewhere in Pennsylvania. Don't ask me my, you know, my geographic location because I'm really bad at things like that. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, this is a story about a man who was hurt. Um, looks like in a train accident. Ooh. And really like mutilated his face. So they don't know where the green skin came from, but he just had a, a really uh, mutilated face. Almost half of it was gone. And so, what he would like roam the roads. Yeah. I'm trying to see. That's I mean, they have sad, pictures actually. of it. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Kind of became a recluse then. And he would, he would start taking walks around the, the outskirt roads you know just because yeah, he was yeah that's kind of so. sad actually that's a little depressing yeah i thought it was a different story sorry about that <laughs> supposed to be fun level how would I you know, do that to man us? dragging it down well then why don't you start off with one then all right well i'll tell you what um i've got quite a few here i cheated yeah you did you didn't do the hard work i didn't do any hard work i took to reddit and asked people their best pennsylvania paranormal story and i got some doozies out of it so um, good i'll share some they're i mean they're short they're quick they're to the point some of them i had a little bit of interaction with them asking for certain details and things like that but um so i'll try to i'll read these about as verbatim as i see fit but here's a good one speaking of hex and wolves and things like that Bradford County. Okay. Okay. Where's that? I have no idea. Oh. I think it's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> something was running along with our car. We were on a dirt road. I could see something running on the other side of the fence of the fences and underbrush. I'm guessing it was on all fours. It was terrifying. My drunk ex-husband did not believe me, but it happened so many times. Ooh. So I said, do you have any idea what it looked like? And the response was, it was an overly large dog. I could see flashes oh. of yellowish reflective eyes. It just ran alongside of our car for so long and so many times. Now we're on dirt roads outside of town and not really speeding, but still going pretty fast. So I asked, do you think it was a giant dog or a large sized dog? You, you know, and definitely not a dog, but I have no clue what it was. Oh wow! So like a a dire wolf size, yeah, or a hexen wolf chasing right. the car if they were going after oh, carriages. Geez. They weren't they weren't like harvesting timber, right? I don't know, and I don't think they had hexes on their wheels, so that that's, might be that's, the issue. There it is. There it is. We should sell hubcaps with hex signs. Oh, that would be on. perfect, and then like silver pilled merchandise it. <laughs> right. So that was a pretty oh, interesting one. That is interesting. Yeah, how scary that would be to be driving and seeing something know. massive pace but, a vehicle. But you think dog van, you I only really ever hear stories of it being on its hind legs or wow. going from crouch to standing. Right. I don't hear many of it in hot pursuit on all fours. I'm trying to think. Maybe, 
wow, I was under the impression, and now I don't know why, but that it would run, like, run fast on all fours and kind of be a little slower when it's upright. I mean, you would assume, but how many right. stories or encounters have you heard like that? I really had to pick, I mean, there might be a, one or two of them, but most of the dogman sighting stories that I have heard, it's most like I would venture to say 90% of the time on its hind legs, even in pursuit. Yeah. But there's also this um creature out there people call like the devil dog. Oh, where really? It's supposed to be a just this giant black dog. Really? Like, yeah, not. And it's, it doesn't stand up. It's always on all fours, but it looks like a really, really lo- like too big to be natural wolf. Is that so? Is that the same thing as a dire wolf? Yeah, kind of like a dire wolf, or, you know, are, they're supposed to be extinct. So they kind of call it a devil dog, but it seems to be a little bit more. Um, show the the whole like supernatural tendencies the the scare people without attacking oh okay. uh, intelligent behavior you know what i mean it doesn't have that animalistic okay this behavior. is more of like a uh like a harbinger so to speak yeah. as opposed to a creature in the woods right it has that more of a chasing down your vehicle and then just veering off oh creepy coming out of the woods to to taunt you and then leaving you know that's, what I that's mean, pretty not... creepy like it reached the bridge at enough time and you won't get <laughs> right. you know yeah uh, that's so you know kind of still still has like the same um some of the same like personality i guess as a dog man sure you know this whole strike fear in you but never this but never attack hmm right Whereas with a an animal would try and sneak up on you and then attack. Right. Uh, that's creepy. So, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. I don't. Oof. But Pennsylvania is full of, like you said, full of weird stuff like that. Here's a quick mm-hmm. Bigfoot story that someone um, posted for us. I saw a Sasquatch at Treasure Lake in about 1971. I was about five or six. I was hiking with an older teenage relative. We were at the bottom of a ski slope, and there it was. Not even close to bear in size or color. There's no mistaking what it was. It retreated into the pine trees, but we could hear it parallel to us on our right as we went back up the hill to camp. Ooh, so it still followed them. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Oh, that I that creeps me out. I'm sorry. Anything kind of sneaking behind you, following you in the I woods. Know, I know. I I remember like the legend of Sleepy Hollow, one of my all-time favorite stories. You know, we read it mm-hmm. every Halloween with the girls, but just that idea of being chased down, you know, it, yeah. it reminds me of like when we were kids and you know, you you running and running because you have this image in your mind that something's chasing (laughs) you that you quick slam the door and lock it quicker right (laughs) and there was never anything there it's like you hype yourself up but you know i remember constantly having that when we were taking like pine needles or uh, horse manure you know when we were cleaning up the horse the horse barn and we'd be 
taking it up way into the backyard. I would just think about the headless horseman behind <laughs> me, just like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. You can't run. You have a wheelbarrow full of pine needles or even worse, a wheelbarrow full of poo, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, but yeah, yeah, there's just something about being chased like that or, or, or shadowed, especially mm-hmm. by something, you know, well, yeah. three by times your size at the age of five or six. Yeah. No kidding. Um, let's see. I'll save the longer ones. This one's pretty cool. It's in, it's different. It says, I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. My cousin and I were driving south on Route 11 through Berwick. There's a spot where the highway splits and there's businesses between north and southbound 11. There are two lanes going the same direction on our side of the split and we were on the left lane. There was an SUV in front of us. And through the SUV's back and front window, we could see a guy on a motorcycle in front of him. It was a guy with shaggy blonde hair, no helmet, and a white t-shirt. The motorcyclist slowed down to turn left into a business lot. It was a Dunkin' Donuts. And therefore, the SUV slowed down too. The bike turned and vanished. There was nowhere this guy could have gone where we couldn't have seen him. The lot was pretty much empty, no obstructions. My cousin stopped mid-sentence and said, Did you just see that? Which I had. We still had no explanation for it. The SUV in front of us must have seen him too, because he was braking for the bike to turn. That's crazy. So motorcycle all that. I know. I know. Just it almost sounds like a like a ghost, you know, like yeah. one of those um, what's it called the uh, oh, like the imprint. I just lost oh. the word. Come on, one of those oh. hauntings. Oh, what's no. it called? Don't do this to me. Oh, you got to bring up all this stuff tonight. You know what I mean? Where it's I like the same thing on repeat, just like a like a burn in time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's what it sounds like to me. Just. Especially a guy with no helmet, maybe he died in a motorcycle accident. That's just oh, like his right. imprint turning in to get a, a cup of coffee. And maybe that's why they didn't see him make the left turn. Maybe that's where he got broadside. I don't know. I don't know that. Or maybe it's just a time slip. Or a time slip. Yeah. Dude, dude's cruising in the 1970s. All of a sudden, he's like, what are these weird businesses looking at? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know? All of a sudden, and then he's, he's, he turns, he slips right back into, into his reality. Yeah. Or his timeline. Yeah. So that so, was a pretty cool one. That is pretty cool. Um, let's see here. My family stayed somewhere in Lancaster when I was young. We crowded into a family car and left in the middle of the night because an entity bore down on my father's chest while he was sleeping. Oh. We all woke up to mom screaming for it to let go. At breakfast, Whoa. a dozen distant cousin said that it was and this is capitalized red-eyed dick seriously that was this entity's name has anyone else heard of this and so i asked questions i said i never heard of it um i said i wonder if your mom could see anything was that why she was screaming instead of assuming it was a medical thing and the reply was she could see him oh yuck when the older kids came running in, they saw him too. What? He said he was blazing with wild red eyes, long hair, and he vanished in the presence of others. 
the crazy thought I have is my father was not a good man. In hindsight, I wonder if this entity was a protector. So where do you file that? I don't even have a filing cabinet to put that in. Yep. It, the, to the me, protector. it sounded like, well, I don't know about that, but I'm just saying an entity sitting on your chest while you're sleeping. My first thought was immediately, you know, the the witch ride, the old hag, right. sleep yeah. paralysis. But this was a physical manifestation or apparition that several people saw it and described the same thing, it sounds like. Right. To the point where the cousin, apparently without missing a beat, said the name of this thing, which... I would recommend no one Google. I made that mistake. <laughs> yes, that's not going to bring up this kind so of results you're looking don't for. Don't go looking too much into that. I mean, do so at your own risk. But well, what I was looking for, I couldn't find anything. But the cousin already has a name for it then. Mm -hmm. So it's almost, I wonder if it's something attached to that property. Oh, maybe. And the cousin, I don't, I mean, it would be interesting to know about that property if that was something that had been in the family or. Well, the way it's. Or sounds, maybe it's. Uh, um, It sounds like they were traveling. Stayed somewhere oh, in Lancaster when I was young. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could have been that they were staying with a relative. Maybe that's why a, it wasn't just him and his family, but his cousins. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe, yeah. Following a bloodline. Or yeah, like a personal demon. If if mm -hmm. speculation, you know, if he if he claims his father wasn't a good man, maybe there was just something attached to him specifically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um here's one. I figured you'd be excited about this one. I can confirm sightings of pale humanoids slash crawlers oh. in Pennsylvania. What? Oh, man. I have seen myself briefly and know several witnesses. So I asked for details and the reply was, I live in semi-rural in a semi-rural area and my house is surrounded by woods for about three quarters of a mile in any direction. I've only seen one briefly. It wasn't facing me anymore, but I was more than close enough to be able to tell what it was. Pretty much how you hear them described. White slash pale skin stretched over bones with little to no visible muscle. Its back was so disgustingly contorted. It was disturbing how fast it ran away while looking so emaciated. It was bipedal, but its arms were way longer than a person's arms, and going by how fast it moved, I'm sure it could go even faster using its hands, too. What? My sister and my dad have seen them around as well. My dad once when he was hunting a few miles away, and my sister saw one while walking the dog roughly a year before that. My sister was the first one to see one, and my dad didn't believe her at first until he saw one, too. Oh my gosh. What I those things are so so just creepy and yuck. Mm -hmm. And just thinking that I mean that's a really good description. Just gives you chills I thinking know. about uh, I know. Can 
I mean, thankfully it wasn't facing the person, but still to see, I just, I can see the spine and the ribs, you know, sticking out through this stretched over skin as it's hunched over there. And then to get up and run like beyond humanly possible, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, especially for the muscle tone, I'm assuming. Yeah. Where do you, where do you, I mean, are we, are we all saying these things are like cave dwellers? I I don't know what anyone's saying. I don't, I don't know what to say. You know, cause it's only been in the last, what, how many years? I, well, since, since I guess the internet really, I mean, I think it was Mm -hmm. a creepypasta, wasn't it? Or it was like some fictitious story that drummed up some good attention, much like Slender Man. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was somebody wrote a fictitious story that got popular, and people were like, "Hey, we're seeing that." No, maybe you yeah. know it's something we've seen, but nobody really wanted to come forth. You know, because think about what fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, what would you, what would you call that? What would what yeah. would they say? Or nobody what would they would, assume it was? They'd probably just assume it was a, a crackhead. You or know, a, yeah, or a feral person. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But so you not, know what I mean. Oh yeah. man, we got a crackhead running around. Yeah. He's out of clothes, you know. Junkies completely. are out there. Yeah. Yeah. But this yeah. isn't they're beyond they're not human. Like they, they yeah. can't be. I know. And my only thought then is like, is this some sort of a demon? Because you know they're it, the Bible describes describes demons as you know hungry but never able to eat oh and it's like that's like the description of these things they're so gaunt and sickly yet i mean if you can't tell me if these things were cave dwellers that they couldn't find food you know i can't believe that they would be that gaunt and sickly unless they're just living off of bats in the cave but obviously it's not the case if they're out in areas yeah. where civilization is right well, i think that the mindset is that, that their body has adapted because they live in caves going through tiny spaces oh, it yes. doesn't get but i mean how if a demonic took if a demonic being took a real like a, a solid form i could see that looking like yeah and who's right. to say that there aren't demons out there in physical forms like that? Who's to say I mean, that they all work on a spiritual sense? That's true. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, don't... I've always heard the theory that demons are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. Because when the Nephilim were defeated and killed, their spirits couldn't go to any sort of afterlife. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's what demons are roaming the earth. Well, A, there's nowhere in the Bible that says that. Right? I mean, I know Heiser yeah, talked about it, and I'm not saying that he is incorrect. What I'm saying is that there's nowhere in the Bible that says that demons can't take physical form. In fact, a lot of times in the Bible, demons did have a physical form. And a lot of times in ancient Jewish literature, demons had a physical form. Okay. Right. So I'm I'm not saying here or there. I'm just saying that there is the possibility that demons, yeah. there could be physical demons, not just spiritual demons, kind of like angels. 
who were able to take physical form but also be spiritual creatures and they they ate with people and yeah Mm -hmm. they were able to eat cook according Mm -hmm. to the bible i mean so if you take the exact opposite of an angel which to me is a demon who's to say that they can't have physical forms and not eat that they will wander the wilderness looking for food but not being able to to feed Mm -hmm. so i don't know i know there's a huge rabbit trail but um just a thought i mean that's that's how i would if demons took physical form that's how i would imagine them to look yeah see yes that's you're right that's how i would imagine a demonic entity to look is these pale crawler Mm -hmm. um but besides i mean i don't know to me they just they feel more i guess they're they feel more like solid to me. I don't know. I I really don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Just I, I, I have mean, no idea what they are. Because we, you know, a lot of the stories of them mimicking people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just eerie. That is eerie. You know, a lot of them eating roadkill or I don't know. They but I think we've filed these under like a skinwalker type scenario too. Mm-hmm. That or it's like almost a, a like Wendigo. The, yeah. Oh, speaking of Wendigos. Oh, oh no! I come from Pennsylvania, and my grandfather would talk about the Wendigo every now and again. We oh. still see full-sized trees with their trunks twisted apart. Nearby trees are left untouched. My mother says it's the work of the Wendigo. What? What is he? What are the stories? I never, uh, never alluded to it. Oh. Man. But that that was the first time I'd heard twisted trees being associated with Wendigo. Right. Usually it's a Bigfoot mm-hmm. thing. Interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. So you want me to keep running through these? You got something yeah. you want to share? I got I got one left and it's kind of long. Um, okay. So you let me know. Well, let me finish up what I got. I've got some longer ones here that I'll get through. Um Here's a really cool one. I really like this one. Excuse me for not knowing the full details, but here's a story a friend told me about a strange experience in Pennsylvania. He's a guy who travels a lot and goes on a lot of nature adventures and stuff like that. He heard about this old growth hemlock forest that was very far into a certain national park. I don't remember the name of the park itself, though. I'm sorry about that. But he told me he started hearing bells in the old hemlock forests. Him and his friend, who he was hiking with, said they heard a female voice right next to their ear say, Leave now, this is where the witch is, or something akin to that. They booked it out of the area, but apparently when they went to a bar later in that area, a random local knew what they were talking about and said that part of the woods was haunted, and the only reason it was old growth was because no one would dare develop it or stay there for long periods. I might be getting parts of this story wrong, but it's mostly what he told me. This was in the late 90s, early 2000s, by the way. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that sounds sounds haunted or fairies. Oh, that's creepy, though, but... Don't go any further. This is where the witch lives. Right. Oh, that's so eerie. And I do that think is. that there's something out here called the witch tree. Okay. Which is 
again, kind of the old, as far as I'm, I know, I could be wrong. And ironically, the only information I get this from is from a Nancy Drew book that we just read, <laughs> The Girls. But um, and it was ironically called The Witch Tree, Nancy Drew and the Witch Tree, or the witch symbol, I forget, but it was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania was where the book, and that's why we got it. I was like, oh, you oh. know, because, you know, we read books instead of watch TV. So mm -hmm. uh, we're always looking for for new things to read. And I saw that at the library and I thought, oh, this will be a fun one. Anyways, the, just, the witch tree was where the tree, I, I know you know the trees I'm talking about where they are so old, but they get so knotted and mangled oh. that it almost mm -hmm. looks like something it shouldn't be yeah right yeah, like the knots unnatural. and the mangles kind of look like a weird symbol or weird faces you know what i mean mm -hmm. i think those were kind of attributed to witch trees um so i thought it was kind of odd and i'm not sure if that's hemlock because he said that this was an old hemlock forest i don't know if that has any association with it but i in reading that that's what it reminded me of i think there's some association with hemlock and In, in the old in the occult or witches or something i'm sure people out there are like screaming yes there is it's, well it's, then they can go ahead and email it to us <laughs> right. so that we know <laughs> but yeah i think hemlock has some sort of significance for something like that okay uh, I, I don't know i know wood you know technically or not technically but a lot of wood does in certain aspects of things yeah I actually heard this kind of off subject, kind of on subject. I'd heard that we get the whole um, knock on wood thing, you know, like if you want, like you don't want the bad luck, you just spoke mm -hmm. it, you don't want the bad luck, so you knock on wood. I heard that that originated from when people would enter a forest that they believed evil entities or evil spirits lived in, that they would knock on wood when entering or when leaving to either alert the spirits that they're entering or to alert them that they're leaving but the whole idea was um kind of knock on the wood to scare the evil spirits away hmm that's interesting i haven't heard that before i mean it's it's sounds it sounds plausible yeah that's where we would get sounds, that yeah 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 it sounds that's that sounds like where it would come from but just an interesting uh hmm interesting one i've got a couple more here i think okay well do you want me to read mine and then you can finish it off sure go ahead okay so this comes from phantoms and monsters everybody knows i'm a huge <laughs> yeah shout out lon strickler yeah i'm a huge lon strickler fanboy um he talked about this on his youtube channel um and that's where I heard it. And then I found it on his website and I just wanted to share it because it's really just a good story. So I'm going to be reading directly from his page. Um, I'll try and paraphrase as I go, but there's a lot of, I'm just going to read it because it's, it's kind of long and it takes, there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Um, so this event took place about 1998. Um, a friend and I were on our way back. At about 2 to 2.30 a.m. one night, coming from Exton, E-X-T-O-N, Pennsylvania. Um, they stopped at Turkey Hill on Route 323 East of the town of Honeybrook to grab um, something to drink. Uh, Turkey Hill's a gas station. 
for everybody out there who doesn't doesn't know that. I thought Turkey Hill was nationwide. No, we don't have it down here. Really? We yeah. had it in Colorado. We had it in Colorado. We don't have it here. Oh, weird. Yeah, huh. no, I like I man, I like their lemonade. Anyway, before we get off on that tangent, <laughs> they pulled into a parking place uh in front of the window. And I got out of the car, and my friend remained in the car. Passing the window of the of the gas station, I noticed a man leaning down on the windowsill inside. I think there was like a table or something okay. where he could sit at, and he was sitting there leaning with his head down. Um, and it was wearing a wide black-brimmed hat and his head down so I couldn't see his face, just the hat. Um, entered the store and noticed a male clerk behind the counter with his back to me. I retrieved the drinks and I went in for went in for and proceeded to the counter. As I did, I observed the man leaning down in the sill, head still down, wearing all black and a black trench coat. Um, paying for my items, I noticed the clerk acted as if the man wasn't even there but slightly spooked at the same time, being very short with words and very precise with his actions. Leaving the store, I intended to relay this to my friend waiting in the car. As I got back in, she was looking at the man leaning down in the sill and asked if I see this guy. I said yes and told her about being inside the store. As I put the car in reverse to leave, at that point, the man began to raise his head. He faced directly at us. But oddly, as my friend yelled, he had no face. Oh. It was like it was blurred out like they do on TV. So like pixelated out. Oh, weird. So it wasn't just like. Like, like skin. Yeah. But, but no, completely like pixelated. Oh, that's a weird. Okay. Um, needless to say, we both freaked out. And I tore off out of the lot, headed east towards my home, which was only about a quarter mile from the store. My friend and I were silent at this point. I pulled into the entrance of my mobile home park. I stopped the car there and told my friend we we're going back. As I suspected, the clerk may be getting robbed by the man in the window. We headed out of the entrance and west back to the store. So I'm wondering if maybe they thought that it was they were that person was wearing like a like a mask, right? A mask, a face right. covering in order to rob mm -hmm. the joint. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think they were thinking. Um, maybe once they kind of get their wits about them from the initial shock mm -hmm. and then they want to go back, make sure everything's okay. Um, which is very brave. I don't know. I might've been. No way, man. I'd go in there and I'd be like, all right, this right. Turkey Hill ain't big <laughs> enough for the two of us. Blur face. <laughs> yeah. No, we'd probably still be just sitting in the car screaming and staring. Get your, phone, get your phone. I don't care if they rob this place. <laughs> so I decided to make a right on a back road across from the store by a local deli and told my friend to look over inside the store to see what she could. So they weren't pulling right up to the store. They're kind of driving by to see if he's still um, sitting there or something. Yeah, they okay. didn't want to like alert him and make a bad situation worse. Um, the man was no longer crouching in the sill, but I couldn't see and couldn't be seen inside anywhere. I proceeded a short distance down the road to turn around when we witnessed a female wearing all black walking towards us in the middle of the opposite lane. 
Oh. Yeah. After passing her, I immediately turned around to head back to the store and asked a female if she needed help. Reaching the stop sign at the intersection, we noticed she was gone. Hmm. Um, We turned our attention back to the store across the street, decided to go right, heading west on 322. Slowly past the store when we noticed the man was now outside, crouching by a payphone head down to the right of the store in a blacked out Lincoln Continental or town car parked to his left we hadn't noticed before. The clerk was inside, standing behind the counter at this point, staring straight out the windows and perfectly still. Um, Turned around a short distance down at the next mobile home park with a small diner in front of it and proceeded east again. This time, we pulled back into the parking lot. The man, the car, and the clerk still in the same position as previous. The man began raising his head again, and again, I tore off out of the lot going east on 322 towards my home. About 300 feet from leaving the lot, I had to swerve and miss another man wearing all black, walking towards us in the center of our lane. Um, Both mine and my friend's hearts were pounding at this point, and again, I had to turn around and go back wondering what the heck was going on. As we returned to the store and pulled in the lot, we noticed that the walking man was gone, the crouching man with no face was gone, and the car was gone. And the male clerk from the inside was now a female clerk moving around doing work inside the store. What? At no time did we witness any other patrons patrons, patrons to the store, nor anyone else inside the store, nor any other vehicles in the lot during this time. Oh, that's so strange. Um, So they returned home, talked for a little bit. Um, the friend drove herself home past the store, same female clerk. Uh, my friend's car sus- su- uh, broke down a- on her a short distance away. The transmission blew, but she did make it home safe that night, though. I frequented that same store and days later saw the same male clerk working there where I noticed his demeanor to be totally different than that night so weird so is that first confirmed sighting of a woman in black right maybe i mean that's what it sounds like it sounds yeah. like whoever that lady was walking down the opposite side of the street had the same agenda i know because whatever that, that agenda an... is but right because then they had another man in black on the walking down the street right right but what mm. do you does it say if their faces were blurred out too? No, it doesn't say anything about their faces. And I'm wondering if they didn't get the chance to see them really driving by at night. I guess that's so strange though. I mean, what is the purpose of that? You, when you think men in black, you think like the movie, mm-hmm. right? Or even keel where it's like, they just show up to random spots that see or around high strangeness mm-hmm. to collect data on the high strangeness, you know, yeah the tomfoolery and but it seems like nothing else was going wrong here except yeah. for them you right know, like they were the high strangeness right it's like the the well maybe the first man in black w- with the blurred face was the high strangeness 
that the oh. other two on the road were there to go take a gander at and get involved Maybe. in. Because he's sitting in the gas station, head down, being a right. weirdo. And the blurred face, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. And then, like, crouching outside by a payphone? Yeah, well, that that dates the story because right. well, <laughs> there's no late 90s anymore yeah, yeah. okay late 90s 98 i think they said okay yeah there's just that doesn't make any sense nothing about that story makes sense Mm-mm. so i mean I, i'm glad they kept going back well yeah i mean i don't know at what point do you just call it quits you know but tenacious well, i will say i was gonna I say you if it was I you and me we would be quits. circling it yeah like <laughs> Oh, we can do it a lot more than that. We'll be like, okay, park up here in the woods. We're going to sneak up. Not too close, though, because. Right. I don't know what to think about any of that. And then the store clerk. Right. Changed. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? I don't know. That's and the, the store clerk who was there that it wasn't like it was a clerk nobody had seen before. It was somebody that worked there regularly. And they, I wonder if they ever confronted him on it. Like, hey, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Like, but what would you say? Hey, hey what, what happened, happened the other? Yeah, like, did you guys switch shifts with that lady? Because you know, I, I don't know. Like, I want to see the security footage of everything right. that happened. That, <laughs> yes. Don't mind me. I'm a paranormal investigator. Yeah, I'm a professional. I won't <laughs> tell you what I'm professional at. That's a need to know basis. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. That's that was one of the more I don't want to say I guess bizarre um experiences. Like you know, men in black stories are kind of few and far between, but they stick out because mm-hmm. they're so strange. Yeah. You know, everything else becomes kind of predictable. These experiences, you know, oh, wow, UFOs associated with Bigfoot and poltergeist and, you know, whoops in the woods. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just it becomes a little uh, predictable. But men in black are the most unpredictable entity out there. Yeah. Well, they 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 seem they don't they don't mind interacting with humans. Yeah, it's it's like they have no fear of getting caught, getting found out. That doesn't matter to them. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, a Bigfoot will run in front of you and a ghost will do all sorts of things until you put a camera on it. Or Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, pixelated huh? or, yeah. or blurry. But I just, or it'll stop altogether. Mm-hmm. But this, I mean, not saying that people have pictures of them, but these things just seem to walk right in in broad daylight and sit in a popular gas station with right. a blurry face i don't know maybe drinking some some turkey hill lemonade you know well they would have to be if they're in a turkey hill right well maybe they were trying to eat it with a fork yeah that's true because keel did say that they don't know what to like what a fork is right mm-hmm. or a pen was it a pen there's a pen and one tried to drink jello through a straw it's oh, so weird yeah, I don't know what to do with that one. That's like over the top strange. Mm-hmm. And those over the top stories, it's like, man, if you were trying 
to make up a story. To, <laughs> right. you, you know what I mean? I, yeah. Would you make it so over the top that it's almost unbelievable? I don't think so. If you if you were trying to fake a story to get publicity, I get to get noticed, you would try to like check boxes, mm-hmm. you know, in order to make it believable so that people will believe you, obviously. Right, right. You, you wouldn't go without their stuff because nobody's going to believe that. Right. Because it's too out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, I don't know. That's, that's a good one though. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I haven't heard a good men in black story in a while. Yeah. Listen, these, this guy was wearing a hat. Yeah. There's that, there's that old hat man again. Right. Men in black. In I a wonder hat. if there's any association yeah. with the two. I don't know. But if no, well, I guess this comes out after after halloween but you know how everybody makes those halloween costumes where it's like two different things put oh, together yeah. men, men in black, in black hat, hat man, hat man. Yeah. <laughs> stupid it is sorry but but think about all the yeah and you gave me a hard time earlier about my <laughs> stupid joke anyways think about all the entities out there in the world but only two of them have the same noticeable feature that's that yeah that strange hat that strange hat that is yeah and i don't understand the purpose of that i don't to the point where it becomes your identity you know mm-hmm. but speaking of hat man oh i saw the hat man or something similar one similar sim similar oh my gosh similar i need to go to bed <laughs> one night around midnight or later I used to live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So there's your third story right. from Lancaster specifically. Wow, that's like a hotbed. Apparently, well, there's a lot of Amish there. I was leaving work, and for some reason, I was about to apologize to our listeners if anyone was Amish, <laughs> but then I realized that. <laughs> so anyways, for all of oh. you who don't know, Amish aren't allowed electrical things, so (laughs) so so I'm probably wouldn't have no fear of an Amish person stumbling onto this podcast (laughs) and leaving me a bad review. Uh, I used to live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I was leaving work, and for some reason, I took a different way home. It was pouring rain and very dark. No lights or homes nearby. I had made a left turn, I think, onto this thin street, and my headlights caught this being. It was very tall, at least seven feet. It had an umbrella and its arms straight down at its sides. It startled me. I know, I caught that too. I think it meant one arm down at the side and holding an umbrella. Okay. Um, I don't, or I doubt it was like an umbrella floating there and both arms down, but it could read either way. Okay. I chalked it up as kind of like a a typo. Mm Mm-hmm. It startled me, so I stopped where my headlight was halfway on it so I could observe. Was it just a guy foraging for mushrooms? His dog escaped and he's trying to find it? It sounds reasonable, but it didn't move at all. Yet I could tell it was alive. My headlight was on it, but it was pitch black. Just a figure. There was no face or details I could make out. I stared at it for five to ten seconds, and after realizing something wasn't right, I sped off. I glanced in my rearview mirror and didn't see anything, mostly because it was dark. I kept going. I think about it perhaps four or five years ago. 
Ooh. That's I still creepy. think about it, but so I don't know. I don't know if that's a hat man per se, but it was it seemed like a shadow person with a hat yeah. standing yeah. in the middle of the rain. Right. On it, but the light, catch that mm-hmm. absorb the light pretty much. Right. And we hear that a lot with shadow figures mm-hmm. with darker which is what hat man kind of is mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean he is a shadow figure he just has a, um, a hat a hat basically yeah it's just distinguishing yeah yeah he's hmm. associated with what sleep paralysis i guess because people yeah, like, i think so but he's also seen a lot at different times like wasn't it the the quarterback guy for one of the oh yeah on an ayahuasca trip or something yeah, yeah like first saw this hat man entity after he tripped on ayahuasca and then mm. it would follow him he would yeah. see it before games standing oh. off watching him and he said it was eating a rabbit oh see aaron rogers that's aaron rogers okay yeah see i don't know how he was like eating a rabbit was it like he could see a rabbit and then just a black shadow holding and eating it I was it a know. shadow rabbit that but then how would you see it against I I don't know. Or could you just did you just know? You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you just know. I don't like it was some some sort of geez, I can't speak. Some sort of thought projected into your head that you could tell that it, I don't know. I don't I don't know. But again, it's so the hat man isn't reserved just for the corner of your room when you mm-hmm. wake up in the middle of the night and sleep paralysis but i'm not saying that doesn't happen don't don't you know misunderstand me i'm just saying that this isn't a figure a a entity that is only associated with that right so who's to say that this wasn't hat man i don't know yeah but, but that was an interesting one and i've got one more this one's a little bit longer and it's going to be a little bit harder to get through but it's got some pretty cool stuff in it okay Um, residual residual that's the word good job residual (laughs) haunting i knew it started with an r too but i couldn't spit that stupid thing out i'm glad it didn't come to me like the middle of a story because i was gonna shout it out no matter what uh sorry that just like destroyed the show but you're fine it's okay well if if our listeners know anything about us a year later then this shouldn't surprise them (laughs) at all all right so this guy says When I was a kid, we lived in South Philadelphia, where he says Philly, but Mm -hmm. people used to talk to me in my room and turn my Winnie the Pooh lamp on and off. I used to see towels float in the air of my bedroom. It didn't worry me much because I used to be more open to it. I'm sorry, but got more closed off after years of adulting. My mom used to see ghosts in our old family home on Earp Street. My uncles said it was haunted. My Uncle John, who ultimately inherited it later in life, told me stories on how the hands, in quotations, would pull his covers up off of him in his sleep. He would curse at it, call it a mother, you know, Mm -hmm. and leave in the name of Christ. It would occasionally pop up a few times a year to remove his sheets and mess with his face. Oh, so I asked him, I said, did your uncle ever see the hands? Or were they just something that were like pulling them off? 
And he said, yes. He what? told me they were old, cold hands, pale uh, and disheveled. Oh, oh, yuck. He says, I miss my uncle. He was a great man. Old school Italian, stone cold sober, pipe smoking guy. Hmm. It was the house. It had serious history as well as the whole block. Um, and then I asked him some questions about the voices that he would hear talking to him when okay. he was a kid. And he said, I don't remember. My mom would hear me laughing in my crib a lot. But now thinking oh. back, it makes me wonder a lot. I saw very few ghosts later in life. They come when I least expect, and it's off-putting, but I accept it. So then I asked um, if he had ever you know, seen these ghosts. Were they ghostly types? Are they transparent? Were they shadows? And he said, no shadowing in that regard. However, I can feel things from time to time, especially when it's dark. The last instance was two months ago in my house, which isn't haunted, but it's all still interesting. Wow. But I oh. like that that old, dis, pale, disheveled, oh. disembodied hands pulling his sheets down in the middle of the oh. night and messing with his face. Ew, can you imagine waking up to like cold, clammy hands, like, but with nothing on the face, other side with of nothing. On, oh my gosh. And leave in the oh. name of Christ, but they'd still mm -hmm. come back to haunt this guy and to mess with him. But I've oh. heard stories of disembodied hands before. Well, who is it? There's a podcast. Is it Beliefful? No, I think it's um, Paranormal Roundtable. Talked about him quite a few times. Yes. Josh Turner. Yeah. And Beliefful might have mentioned him a couple times, too. I think both those, both those um, podcasts and uh, YouTube channels talk about disembodied hands mm -hmm. and it's something you wouldn't think about but it's coming up over and over and over again mm -hmm. and i think even in paranormal roundtable the host josh turner talks about how there's um kind of mexican heritage related to disembodied oh. hands that they had a specific name for it in spanish oh really mm -hmm. I, I mean I know very little Spanish, but so I'm not even going to try to remember what it was, but the hands, the hands, that's just, yeah, and I'm sorry for whatever reason that just doesn't, but to mess with you at night and be pulling yeah. your sheets down and what happened to you not too long ago. You want to share that story? Oh, not really. Cause I don't, I don't know if it was a dream or not. Lowell got his feet tickled in the middle it of the night tickled. while he was, it was, he woke up giggling. Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I heard that, I'd be waking up. <laughs> no, I don't. I I was. I think I was doing research for the show, or I was watching some sort of, you know, UFO thing, thing. On yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I don't watch like horror shows, but I do watch a lot of the Bigfoot UFO stuff on TV. Mm -hmm. I think it was research for the show, though. And I listen to podcasts. I mean, so I'm always kind of man. You're all over the place. Weird. How do you sleep yeah. at all? <laughs> right. Um, you listen to Silver Pill and it puts you to sleep. <laughs> that's what I, I just turn on our podcast. <laughs> podcast and pass right out. But I, I woke up and I swore I felt as if someone took like their index finger and their thumb and just touched either side of my foot. Yeah. just very lightly not a pinch but like one on the top one on the bottom just boop on the on my <laughs> foot and oh man i was like 
pale, disheveled, disembodied hands. I'm definitely not sleeping with my feet outside the blankets now. Oh, man. Well, Stephen King doesn't either. Didn't he say, like, he doesn't sleep with his feet or hands outside the blankets? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't really. Oh, great. There you go. I hope that gives you nightmares. No, I don't. That's horrible. I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> i'll be praying you don't have bad dreams oh i'm i should be all right for a few days until i get into the next research yeah, right it. but that was uh that's what i got for paranormal pennsylvania that's pretty creepy stuff yeah i, I mean so so is the stuff you talked about zombie land i have never heard of that i think if we ever get a chance we'll have to do a, a legend trip there yeah i think next time you come out for a visit we should plan mm-hmm. a little a couple days to get up there yeah yeah we're definitely going to try and do something i mean you can't not go there with a even with a name like that name like that exactly and i can't believe i've never heard of it i know there's so much here in pennsylvania it just Mm -hmm. blows my mind you know even the stuff with our family which again we'll get to eventually but (laughs) yeah but just the legends and the superstition and the magic of the area Mm-hmm. You can feel it in certain areas out here. It's so old that you can just kind of sense the yeah. history, you know. And well, and everybody back there like believes in ghosts or even mm-hmm. has it. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. I mean, even our great grandparents, they had a ghost up in yeah. their, their second. They're like, Yeah, we have a ghost. And you're like, they Wait, named what? It. Yeah. And yeah, great grandma. I remember asking her about it. And mm-hmm. she's like, That's just George yeah what who's george oh he's the ghost upstairs he likes to mess with a rocking chair yeah and it was completely natural and normal to him yeah nothing scary nothing Mm -hmm. i mean it bothered me as a kid after she told me that (laughs) right right. her heavy dutch accent (laughs) yeah that's george (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you what being out here you know because i'm the weirdo out here i ask everyone hey you know you're you're native to pennsylvania ever seen anything weird yeah and uh, time and time again i have heard the triangle ufo really from older guys um older guys like retirement age close to retirement age at work um one of them told me that when he was a kid he and a buddy were messing around doing stuff kids do and the cops came after him, you know, and I'm talking like mm. middle school age. They weren't doing anything bad. Like it was probably like vandalizing or messing with something, you know. And right. So they're on the run from the cops and they hid out in a cornfield. And he said they were both laying down in this cornfield waiting for the cops to pass when they looked up in the sky above them. And he said there it was no wow. noise. It wasn't there when they got in there. They didn't notice it, at least. But yeah. there it was just sitting there like pretty much directly overhead this huge black triangle ufo and i said well how big was it and he said it was probably the size of a football field just sitting there above this cornfield and then as quickly as it came and unnoticeably that's as quickly as it left and vanished wow that's really interesting well there was a huge ufo flap there and i think the 70s in in pennsylvania area i'd have to look that up i don't have but there was like a big time, like lots and lots of reporting of UFOs there during that time. Well, there's some stories that we could cover in that, like the, the, oh, I forget the name of it, but there's actually 
newspaper articles from it and it left this ufo landed and the inhabitants came out in pennsylvania and okay. it, they left handprints like oh, these wow. strange handprints and like circles in the dirt and stuff they have pictures in the newspaper of it wow huh. so that would be an interesting maybe we should do like a ufo flap of pennsylvania that might be a fun yeah. future episode yeah but, it might be but the reddit thing blew up with ufos too i didn't even bother reading them there were so many really wow that, that responded with ufo stories in pennsylvania one was an orange an orange globe or an orange glow they said um, it was moving at strange speeds, and that one caught a lot of wind in the comment section. I've seen that. I've seen that exact thing. I've seen that. I've seen that. This strange wow. orange globe sphere that would move around, defy physics in the Pennsylvania area. Wow. That's really interesting. And then the other story I heard of the Black Triangle UFOs, another older guy at work, and he said he was driving home with his wife one evening and they they saw it right there in the sky his wife pointed it out first this huge black ufo now this one seemed a little bit further off um, okay but he said like they both saw it. it his wife started to freak out they drove home this thing not necessarily followed them specifically but it was going in that way that it oh, okay. seemed as if it was following them they get home they get inside she's freaking out he's all about it he keeps looking outside and it's just there near his house and all of a sudden two um helicopters the chinook military helicopters come flying up on it and there it finally takes off then when when the military really? shows up mm -hmm. you said chinooks so are the ones with the twin I, I, rotors yeah i think that's what he said really because those aren't they don't have well, like... okay i will rephrase he okay, said okay. military helicopters, okay. and I'm assuming it's Chinooks, because that's all I ever see out here flying around. Oh, I see. Okay, because I was just going to say, they don't really have any uh, I mean, we see helicopters, but, yeah. but to know that they're military grade, it would more than likely be a Chinook, because that's all you see mm -hmm. as far as military you. goes, being able to specifically say, yes, those are military helicopters. See that? I don't know. That kind of makes me think more of like government mm -hmm. or, you know, a government contractor building. Exactly. And that's kind of, I, obviously I didn't tell him that, right. you know, but that's kind of where my mind went too, was this seems a little bit more uh, uh, on Earth. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, on Earth. Terrestrial. Yeah. But still, I mean, nonetheless. So there's your black creepy. triangle again. That's right. But two no guys. Boys. Yep. Two guys that I would just, that I work with. It's a weird state. Mm -hmm. Absolutely is. Especially, it got a lot weirder when I moved out. I was going to say, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to call you a weirdo without calling the rest well, of I'll the do it myself. You don't need to worry about that. But anyways, anyone relate to these stories? Anyone seen anything remotely close to this? Doesn't even have to be in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, this stuff obviously knows no bounds boundaries so have you seen anything like this and you've heard stories based like this we would love to hear them yep. so reach out to us especially if they're disheveled weird uh, disembodied grotesque pale hands that's you know tickling Lowell's feet in the middle of the night there's a dream can you just stop a dream. it it's the cat it's the cat <laughs> yeah
I was that was one time I was hoping it was the cat, but right. there was none, none to be seen. Uh, but anyways, happy Halloween, everyone. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. I hope you all were safe and had a great time. Mm-hmm. And got lots of candy. Yep, because that's what it's all about. Cavities. <laughs> yes. The scariest thing on Halloween <laughs> is your dentist bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh dear. Well, everyone have a safe week. Everyone yep. enjoy yourselves. Continue to enjoy the fall weather. Yes. Next we got Thanksgiving just around the corner. So we're quick. gonna have to come up with some uh, Thanksgiving ghost stories of the haunted turkeys and the right. I don't know what else. How do you make Thanksgiving spooky? You have pumpkin pie without whipped cream. Cavities. Alright, everybody. Have a great week. Yep. Have a wonderful week. And until next time, let's silver tow the world. <laughs>